Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's show. Uh, currently, I am in Madison, Wisconsin. I have a 36-hour layover. I got here yesterday night. And then I have all day today. Then I leave tomorrow morning. So, if you've ever been to Madison, Wisconsin, if you haven't been to Madison, Wisconsin, um, I think you should come and visit for a couple days. It's really cool. It's nice. The lake is right there, over there. And when it warms up, everybody says there's a lot to do. Even when it's cold, there's a lot to do. But, you know, it's cold. So let's get into the show. Remember, follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. Facebook, type in the Jesus Show, not that one. TikTok, at the Jesus Show, not that one. YouTube, type in the Jesus Show, not that one. And email me your questions, comments, and concerns. The Jesus Show, NTO, at gmail.com. All right. Um, have you guys seen, I think I said this on previous, um, a previous episode. Have you guys watched Welcome to Wrexham? It's the team that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, they bought. And they play in Wales, in Wrexham. And there was a Welcome to Wrexham Hulu series. And it follows them purchasing Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. It follows them purchasing... Wrexham FC and what you know what happens coaching decisions uh, what's going on with players it's a really well done docuseries I can't remember how I can't remember how I started watching it or what prompted me maybe I'm assuming it was because I was um, you know I follow Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney and I believe Rob was talking about it on the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. And I'm sure he said something. And then I was like, oh, let me check it out. So I did. I watched the first season. Loved it. And then I started following the team. And then I'm assuming, I think, they announced that they're going to have a like second season. I don't know what to call it. A second season? A continuation? following uh, Wrexham and what's going on. But just yesterday, they won the league. And the top team automatically gets promoted. And then the other teams, I can't remember how many teams play in a playoff, but they play in a playoff and then they see who gets promoted as well to the next tier. I think it's like the tier, the fourth tier. I think it goes... I think it was the Premier League, the English Premier League, and then the Champions, and then there's like two more, and then where Wrexham plays. So they have, in Europe, they have this tier system, if you're not, a, if you're not familiar with it, where a bottom team, let's say you're, let's say you're on the, on the fifth level, right, down here, and the, 
top flight is up here. Here, I'll use this hand. So Wrexham's here. They want to get to here to get to like Manchester United and Newcastle, Tottenham, Man City, Arsenal. They want to play up here. Well, they're down here. They just moved to here. So now they have to go one, two, three, or no, I think it's four more. Four more. Anyways, they have to continue to climb, but for them to continue to climb to better leagues, they have to win those leagues or at least be in the top, I think, two or three. So after 15 years, they finally got out of the league that they're in, that they were in currently. Or I guess they, they're still in because they have one more game to play. But because they won the league, now they get promoted. Which means um, more money, better sponsorship, um, better talent that they're playing against and that they can attract to play for their team. So it's a, it's a very exciting time. And I've, I guess for 15 years they've been stuck right there at the bottom. And then I read something that said, after 45 years, this is when they... So it's taken them 45 years to win a trophy. They just won it yesterday. And it was really cool to see the final whistle. And you see they're at the, the, the place where they, they, they play. It's called the race course. The race course. You heard it right. And the final whistle goes and all the fans rush the field they're on the field and they're yeah happy and then there was a shot of ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney, and they you know hugged each other and i think even rob was crying and i thought how cool to buy into a team right and i can only assume as as owners when you buy into a team, whether it be, you know, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, what else am I missing? Any team. You buy into the team, you want that team to be successful. You want that team to win championships. You want that team, if you're at the bottom, to rise to the top. And it must feel really good for them as owners to be able to achieve that and achieve it what, in two seasons that they've been there, um, which is pretty insane. But then for, the, for, the, for that town, for the fans, for the supporters, for those players, for the coach to be able to move them into the next tier, it just, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine. But it was, it was really cool to see, and I can't wait to see what kind of footage they have um, for the next, uh, or for the continuation of, of Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. And Wrexham, I know you're watching this, obviously. Wrexham FC, uh, congratulations to the team, to the supporters, to the town, to Robin Ryan. Um, what, what, an, what an amazing thing. Uh, and what a, what an amazing thing to be able to watch. I thought that was kind of cool. When the game started, I think I had just taken off and our Wi-Fi on the plane wasn't very good. 
And at one point I saw that the other team scored, and I was like, God damn it. And then Wrexham tied it, and then going into halftime, it was 1-1. And then coming out of halftime, then they ended up winning 3-1. So it was really cool. So, yeah, if you haven't watched Welcome to Wrexham, I would. I think it's pretty cool. You can find it on uh, Hulu. That's where I watched it. I'm flying with this guy. I'm the lead of the flight. I'm, I'm the supervisor of the flight. And the person I'm flying with is my galley. So I'm the one that makes the announcements. You know, I'm like, hey, welcome aboard. We get up in the air and I go, hey, this is what's going to happen on the flight today. Blah, 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 blah. When we're landing, and I'm like, hey, it's time to pick stuff up. And then when we're almost landing, I go, okay, we're about to land. And I work up in first class and I ask the people, you know, what would you like to eat? What would you like to drink? Blah, 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 blah. That's my, those are my responsibilities. My galley, he's in charge of cooking the meals, making sure the meals are there, make sure the correct numbers are there. Um, I'm trying to think of what other responsibilities. Yeah, pretty much like they're, they're the person in the kitchen. They give me the food and drinks and then I run it out to the customers, to the passengers. Well, this guy that I'm working with, he is, he's doing his job and my job. And it's really difficult to do my job properly when somebody else is trying to do it also. So there's announcements that I, that I make when you're first coming on board and there was a couple times where like I turned around to do something and then he grabs the phone and he, blah, 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 blah. and there's set announcements we, we say. And I think one of those reasons is if you give people the option to say whatever they want, how they want it, it's not going to be consistent. And most likely you're not going to be hitting the points the company wants you to hit. So I have a work phone and I have the announcements and I read them because I don't memorize them because I don't have to. It's in front of me. I can use my phone. I go blah, 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 blah. Well, when he makes the announcements, he's all over the place. Instead of going one, two, three, he'll do four, two. He throws in a seven. He throws in a 12 and then a one. What? None of that made sense. So that part is annoying. Before we take off, he gets in front of the first class passengers and goes, hi, my name is, and the person on the flight is, you know, then he says my name. He goes, we're happy to have you. He pretty much gives them a five minute TED talk before we take off. He cracks a couple, he tries to crack a couple jokes. And I think to myself, are you... Are you trying to be like, are you, are you trying your hand at stand up in front of first class passengers? I'm not understanding what, what you're doing. And then before we land, he does it again. 
It's very, very weird. And he's also, he's very friendly to, uh, to passengers, which is fine. Like when I'm, when I'm off of the plane, I don't want to talk to anybody because number one, I'm not getting paid for that shit. So when you see flight attendants just hanging out in the, in the airport and we're not in the air, we're not getting paid for that shit. Don't fucking come talk to me. I'm not trying to help you out. I don't give a shit if you have a tight connection. I don't give a shit if you're lost. I don't give a shit about anything. Don't fucking talk to me. I'm not getting paid for it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't make myself readily available for people to come talk to me. It annoys the shit out of me. If I'm eating, I'm away from people. I'm secluded and somebody comes over. Hey, I have a question. Only recently have I been telling people, you have to go t- talk to customer service. And they go, oh, I just had to go talk to customer service. They know. And I just. And recently somebody told me in Denver, like, you don't have to be so rude. And I told them, I don't know why you're asking me a question that I don't know the answer to. I just told you where to get help. And now you're getting mad at me. So, you know, they walked off and I was like, in my head, I'm like, fucking moron. Anyways, so my galley in the board, in, in the, not just the boarding area where the, where the, where we're leaving out of, but wherever he sits, he just starts talking to everybody, which is fine. If that's what you want to do, that's on you. But one of our other crew members was sitting with him. And he starts roping her into conversations with these passengers to the point where she told me, she's like, I I had to get up and leave. Like he was making me feel uncomfortable because now he's making me engage with the passengers that I don't want to engage with. I was like, oh, that's shitty. I have to work with him tomorrow for three legs and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm trying to think of how I can address this problem that I have with him because I don't want him. I hate when people like, okay, so the plane is not mine. I don't own the plane. That's not my personal plane. I don't give a shit. If you want to make an announcement to make an announcement, fine. The problem is he's making the same announcements I'm making. What bothers me about that is now, now, now you're just talking to talk. I feel like he's one of those people that likes to hear his own voice. And I don't, I don't even like hearing my own fucking voice when I'm editing this shit. If I could pay somebody to do this shit for me, I would. But because I can't, I have to do it myself. And then he, oh, he also, the first leg. He had a list. He had a list. And he goes, uh, okay, so I just want to wish these people a happy birthday. It was like 15 fucking people. And I, I told him, I said, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I thought it's a nice touch. <laughs> we don't do that. 
that that doesn't it's it seems very unprofessional and then in that happy birthday to 15 fucking people it was oh and i turned 60 last weekend and i thought motherfucker this isn't about you and then on the way out he's hugging everybody shaking people's hands which that's fine if you want to do but the odd part about it is he wears a mask so he wears a mask so he doesn't catch people's germs but then he's hugging and touching people and he's not washing his hands right after so i think to myself what the fuck is the mask going to do then and the other annoying thing is he has his mask and he takes it off to talk to you I told him, I said, maybe just take the mask off. He goes, oh, no, I don't want anybody's germs. I went, yeah, okay, sure. He's just, he's very annoying. And if I can never fly with him again, that would be great. I've flown with some shitty fucking people. But I think he might be... He might be the worst. He might be bad enough that I might write into into the company and say, hey, somebody needs to talk to this guy. I've never done that in the entire time that I've been working here. Never. And like I said, I've worked with some piece of shit people. I think I think I'm gonna do it. And I'm going to tell him. Because I don't want him to think like, oh, who who told, who said something? I want him to know that I did it. And I'm going to tell him like the last hour of the flight going back home tomorrow. I'm going to tell him and go, hey, man, I'm just going to let you know. Like, I'm going to write into this department. And it's not a like we have the option of writing in to this department where we go, hey, this is kind of a problem. And then that department addresses it with the flight attendant. They don't get in trouble. Their supervisor doesn't know. It's like a separate part of the company. It's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of like HR where they go, hey, look, this is a couple problems that this person has and they review it and they go yeah like these aren't things we do why don't we just give you a little refresher it's a professional courtesy because i could go to the supervisor but also like it's not it's not that bad but then when i talked to the flight attendant who has worked with him before she said he's pretty bad and i've seen him get pretty bad with other flight attendants who are not as vocal as I am. Because she was like, at least you'll tell them, hey, don't do that. Other people don't. They're just kind of like, mm. I go, yeah, that shit, that shit ain't cool. So, and also, it's kind of like Ron Swanson, where as a man, I feel I need to let him know, hey, I'm going to say something, FYI. And, you know, he can be upset about it or not, I really don't give a shit, but it's like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta stop that shit, so yeah, there's that, and I'm not looking forward to working with him uh, tomorrow, I think, 
I touched on this already. <coughs> Excuse me. But tight connections, when passengers tell me they have tight connections, I could give three shits. Now let me explain myself. If you have a tight connection because there's a delay that we caused for whatever reason and you had three to four hours between your flights and now you might miss that flight, I feel bad. I feel bad and I try to do everything in my power to help find out any information for you. I try to make it a point to make multiple announcements when we land to try to see if I can have people let you off first. We can't force anybody to stay in their seats to let people off. I can't I can't just say, "Okay, everybody sit down. I'm going to let these two people off because they have a connection." It doesn't work that. It doesn't work like that. But I can try everything in my power to try to facilitate people getting off of the plane um, quicker. Try to find out information. I try to do everything in my power that I can. And unfortunately, there's not much we can do as flight attendants, but I try. Those are the people that I have sympathy and I feel bad for. Now, if you have a connection that's less than an hour and a half, I don't, I don't give a shit. If you go, I have 11 minutes. For, the reason why I say this is because yesterday we were 40 minutes late because a, a plane was coming in. We were 40 minutes late. Which, 40 minutes late isn't that bad considering... But somebody gets on the plane, they go, I have 10 minutes to make my plane, or to make my next flight when we land. I'm going to, I'm going to miss it. And I told the guy, I said, well, you shouldn't have booked it so close. And he goes, uh, but it let me. I go, yeah, just because it lets you doesn't mean you should. I said, you should give yourself at least three, four hours in case there's a delay like this. And he tells me, so there's nothing you're going to do? And I said, I mean, I'll make an announcement when we land, but that's about it. And he goes, thanks for your help. I go, yeah, you're welcome. If you're going to be, that means when we land, he would have had 50 minutes to get to his next plane, right? And that's 50 minutes from push. If they're boarding the, the flight 30 minutes before, that means when we land, that person had, I want to say about 20, 25 minutes. That's way too close. That means you don't, you don't deserve to get on your next flight. That means you're dumb, dumb. So if you're watching this and you're, you're going to fly somewhere, give yourself at least minimum, minimum two hours. Does it suck to wait around in the airport? Yeah. Do you want to wait around for more than two hours? No. Is it something you should do? Yes. Why? Because at least 
within the last six months, the weather has sucked dick. Oh, there's weather here. Oh, there's weather there. Oh, delay. Oh, delay. Oh, cancellation. Well, I mean, you can't really, you can't do anything about a cancellation. That, that just sucks. But a delay, let's say there's an hour delay and you're like, I'm going to miss my flight. Well, you're stupid. That's what you are. You're dumb, dumb. Yeah, don't, don't do that. I, myself, I've given myself a very tight connection as a flight attendant. And the way I see it is, well, if I don't make the next flight, I don't make the next flight. That was my dumbass fault. But I've been very fortunate that I've made all my connections. And that's me sitting sometimes all the way in the back of the plane and getting off last. I've just been very fortunate. But don't, don't do that. Don't be like me. Give yourself at least two hours. I would even be be conservative and go three, four hours. But so when Allie, Allie will send me pictures and videos of the baby. We send each other, you know, pictures of the baby. When I'm gone, when she's gone, or if I'm at the gym or anything. I absolutely hate, 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 hate when there's a picture or video or video of the baby crying. I hate it. I don't know what it is. I don't like to see him upset. Any pictures that I have that I had where the baby is like, nope. I delete them. I, I, I tell Allie not to send them to me. Even when there's been a couple where he's he's being very cute. And be like, eh. And then Allie does something. Hey. And then makes him laugh. And then he goes, ha, ha, ha. Then, he, then he, he does the turn where he goes from upset to happy. I'll edit out the part where he's upset. I absolutely hate seeing him like that. There's times where I have to piss him off, you know, if I'm trying to get boogers out of his nose in the middle of the night when I'm changing him and, you know, I want him to have a fresh diaper. I'll, I'll piss him off, but I fucking hate, hate to see pictures and videos of him crying or upset. I just, and I feel to myself, I feel as if. Like, am I being, am I being ridiculous? Is that dumb? And I go, no, because I don't like it. Like, I don't like it, so I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I fucking hate it. Like, it makes me sad when I'm hearing him cry and there's nothing I can do about it. Or, or better yet, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like seeing a video or picture of him because I'm like why like why would I keep that I don't know sometimes I feel ridiculous but then also I go yeah but I I just I just don't like it and then I think to myself there has to be parents out there that are the same I can't be the only one 
Another example is when we went to go see the, uh, when we took him to go see the Easter Bunny. I told Allie before we put him on the Easter Bunny's lap, I told her, I said, if he starts crying, I'm taking him right off of the fucking bunny's lap. And she goes, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. And I said, no, you don't understand. Absolutely not. And I think it also comes from working at Disneyland where I saw many kids being thrown at the characters and the kids are losing their shit because they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to have anything to do with the character because they're like afraid of the character and they're like, and the parents like, ah, just take a picture. And I've had characters tell me, I hate when parents do that. Because now I'm holding their, their kid and I feel like I'm traumatizing the kid. Which I'm sure they are. But they go, it just, it makes us uncomfortable. Um, same thing when we would take pictures over with uh, Santa Claus. There was a Santa Claus, he was really good. If the kid wouldn't stop crying within like 10 seconds, he'd go, okay, we're done. And there was parents that would get really upset. They were like, we waited. And Santa would have to tell him. Santa was very nice. And Santa goes, well, your little one is upset. And I don't want to upset him. And I don't want him to be scared of me. So we're, we're done. We got at least one picture. They're crying. That's fine. But I'm not going to spend five minutes traumatizing your child. Same thing where there was, you know, there was some... Uh, you know, face characters or fuzzies where, you know, the, the, the kid was crying. And they're like, okay, we're done. Well, the face characters can talk. So they said, oh, we're done. Or here you go. The fuzzies would just kind of like, and then back away. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not chill. I don't, uh, I don't enjoy that. I was at the gym today here at the hotel. And... There was a woman in, in the workout area where I was in the room, because this one has two separate rooms. One of them has cardio stuff, a rack that you can do, you know, bench press or squats, and there's a Smith machine. And then in the other room, there's free weights and a bench, not a bench press, just a bench. And then um, some other stuff. And so it's two separate rooms. So I was at the other room. This girl comes in. This lady comes in. And she starts working out in the corner. I'm over here. And I kept having to like move my dick. And I was doing it. Obviously, I wasn't doing it blatantly. But I was like moving around. I'm like, and I feel like when I'm working out that. And at, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm asking other guys, other people with penises. Do you feel that you have the smallest dick when you're working out? Because I do. It feels like my dick is inside of me. And sometimes it gets to a position where like it's so small that it keeps moving back and forth and it gets very uncomfortable. I'm like, and I'm trying to position it 
I'm like, okay, can you stay in one place? Because also sometimes when I feel it like go inside me, it's uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. I'll like flick it. I'll tap it. Just to get an, enough blood that it has some sort of, even a little length, to stay on one side. But then also I think to myself, but I'm not going to sit here and play with my dick in front of everybody because that's that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to play with my dick at the gym. I'm trying to position my dick so that it's in a comfortable position because it's in a very uncomfortable position. And I think to myself, I look at the other guys in the gym and I think, do you guys... Sometimes I want to be like, do you guys have this dick problem? Does your dick get uncomfortable when you're working out? Because mine does. And I feel, I mean, the answer is yes. There, there has to be at least one other person at the gym when I'm there that would say like, yeah, clearly. But then also I think to myself like, am I the only one? Like, is my dick that small that... It's like, I'm going to be inside you. Also, sometimes I feel like my balls, like I can feel them go inside my body. I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? <laughs> There's been times where I get on a, I get on a workout, a, a piece of workout equipment. And whether I have like my legs too close together, then I feel like I'm squishing my balls. And then I'm like trying to put my balls in a division sign where it's like, ball dick ball for optimal comfort it's it's annoying and then I thought to myself is this something I'm gonna have to tell my son about because nobody ever told me about uncomfortable dick none of my uncles friends I don't even think I've have I talked I don't even think I've talked to my brother Greg about uncomfortable dick. Like it's just one of those things where like, well, you know, I'll keep it to myself. But maybe uncomfortable dick should be a topic that guys talk about. Like, oh, hey, you know when you're trying to do the leg press and you have your feet close together? You know how your your dick and balls feel like it's like, here's your legs and then it feels like it's getting pushed all the way up? Like it's being squeezed through a hole and it's uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, what I do is, and then you do it and you go, oh yeah, that worked. Or you go, "Mm, that didn't work for me. You know what I did try? I tried this. Oh, okay. So then I have a reference of, oh, in this uncomfortable dick position, try this. Yeah, but there's, there's not, there's not conversation. Maybe I should start a hashtag uncomfortable dick, hashtag uncomfortable dick. Hashtag uncomfortable dick solutions. Hashtag comfortable dick. I don't know. But I thought I thought about that today when I was at the gym. And I was just like, man, my dick feels like the smallest ever. Do you guys get random numbers texting you? Just random numbers. This is what I mean. Last night at around 11 o'clock at night, 
I got a text message from when I think it was a 424 number. Oh, I deleted. I don't know. I think it was 424. I didn't look up the area code because I normally do, but I didn't. And it said, hey. And then I just let it sit there because I'm like, hey, like clearly I don't have the person's number because there's no name. There's just a number. So normally when people just text me that, hey, nine times out of ten, I won't reply. And then I've had people tell me like, oh, hey, send, like they'll text me again like, hey, it's, you know, now they say, hey, it's. And I go, oh, well, that's that's how you should text me. Oh, I thought I had your number. Well, clearly I don't. And some people have gotten upset at me because they go, oh, like, why are you getting so upset? I go, I'm not getting upset. I'm just, you don't know how to text people. There's people that have my number that I've texted, you know, hey, this is Jesse. And then if they were to go, who? I wouldn't get upset. I go, oh, it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I've had it where, you know, somebody has said, you know, hey, you know, hey. And I go, who's this? And they go, you don't have my number? And I tell them, clearly I don't. So either you tell me who you are or you don't. I don't give a shit. Like, God, it's you know, this, I go, okay, that's all you had to say. Like, why are you getting pissed off? Cause I don't have you saved in my fucking, in, in my fucking phone. Who the fuck do you think you are that I would save you in my phone? Anyways. So this person says, Hey, I don't reply. Then today when I woke up at some point, I put, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Which I shouldn't have. Because then the person said, it's Tina. Is this Jesse? Do I have the right contact information? And when the person wrote Jesse, they put an I in my name. And I go, well, my name doesn't have an I. Then I thought to myself, oh, because for our work stuff, if we have a trip and we want somebody to take it, we put it in what we call ads. So you put it in ads. I put my number. So I'm thinking maybe somebody's texting me. So, oh. Then I reply, are you trying to take a trip from me? Are you just trying to talk? The person says, do you live in California? Where in California are you? Then I replied, do you want to talk? Or are you someone from work? They said, oh, no, I'm just trying to make friends. And I go, fuck you. Eat my asshole. Now you're blocked. And then I blocked the person. Then I erased the number. But then I thought to myself, like, I've been getting a lot of this shit lately. I'll get random text messages on WhatsApp. And it's always the same thing. I get a bit, oh, hey, John, how are you? Um... I have that $10,000 for you. And for a while, I wouldn't reply. I'd block them and erase it. And then, you know, there's times where I have nothing to do where I'm on a layover. And I'm like, oh, let me fuck with somebody. And I've been, you know, I say something to the effect of, oh, no, this is. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Oh, then they start talking to me. And then I will download the grossest graphic porn images I, I could find and mostly it's like women shitting 
women shitting and pissing in another woman's mouth or a guy's mouth or a guy coming on a girl's face that has shit all over her face. Um, a guy whose penis is coming out of a woman's vagina who's on their period and there's a woman beneath them and the period and cum and pussy juice is dripping into the person's mouth. Like I try to find disgusting images and not just porn. I started finding um, like broken legs, lacerations, um, like burn pictures, like from people that have gotten burned. I send that when I find out that the person is, you know, it's a scam, which that's normally what it is. I send that. And then the person doesn't say anything or a few times they'd be like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. I go, yeah, fuck you. Don't text somebody that you don't know. That gives me joy. But I just think to myself, like, why is this a thing now? It feels like it's been happening at least for the past two years. Quite often. And I don't understand why. I don't get it. I don't know. Do you guys get that shit? I do. And that's how I deal with it. So, Okay, this is what I'm going to leave you with. Uh, it's going to get heavy. No, it's not going to get heavy. Fuck it. I don't, I don't know how to explain this. But I just am. Have you guys followed what's going on? What happened with Fox News? They shouldn't be called news. They should be called Fox Entertainment. Because that's not fucking news. But did you hear what happened with, I believe it was the Dominion voting system lawsuit? If you don't know, Fox was being sued by Dominion, the voting system, because Fox said that the election was stolen. They were pushing the orange baby's lies. And they, you know, they interviewed Giuliani and his other fucking dumb fuck of a lawyer. And everybody claimed, not everybody, a lot of people on that side, on the Republican side, were claiming that they had all kinds of evidence. The evidence is overwhelming. We have evidence. Even that my pillow dumb dumb fuck. Well, in the lawsuit, it came out that Fox had to be honest about shit because there are legal repercussions that came with that. So during this trial, we found out that fucking that dumb shit Tucker Carlson was tweeting or uh, texting co-workers how he hates the fucking orange baby and that you know we're lying to, to our audiences and blah 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 and all the other dumb fucking anchors on that network how it was how they all knew it was a lie and how they felt bad for doing it, but they were still doing it, right? 
And they settled out of court and to the tune of, I think, almost eight, $800 million, I think it was. It, it, it's an expensive settlement and good for Dominion for making them pay. Now Smartmatic is going after them. That's the next uh, lawsuit. And I hope things only get worse for Fox. And I hope that they pay Smartmatic like a fucking billion dollars. Now, with all that being said, what I don't understand is people who watch Fox News, people who believed Fox News, they were people that were saying um, fake news to other news outlets that were reporting things that they didn't like. And that, that bothers me that on, on the Republican side, these are people that, you know, fuck your feelings. Uh, these, these generation of kids these days, they don't know how to be, you know, adults because everybody gets a participation trophy and, you know, how sensitive are these, are these kids and people, blah, 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 right? And clearly it's projection because then if you look at what they're, what, what they're doing is they're calling the things that they don't like, right? So, so, so these, these people that watch Fox News, who believe Fox News, because they don't like that other news outlets are telling the truth, their feelings are being hurt. Their feelings are hurt. So the only way that they can, you know, wah, justify it is they're like, oh, fake news, fake news. And the orange fucking baby was one that was saying fake news. Anything he didn't like, because that guy is such a fucking pussy. I don't know how, if you're watching this and you like, or even listening, or even listening to this, and you like the orange baby, you got fucking problems. Because that, that person is such a fucking pussy that he he can't handle anybody talking shit about him. He talks shit left and right, but then the moment somebody says shit about him, <laughs> I don't like it. He even had he had his the his White House was contacting Twitter to make sure they were taking tweets down that made him sound bad. How much of a pussy do you have to be that you can't hear any criticism? How much of a pussy do you have to be that you can talk shit about people, but you don't want people talking shit about you? And there's people out there that go, yeah, that's my guy. So that's, that's one issue. So to all those who were watching Fox and were believing them, now what? Is it just, nah, well, they lied. I don't want to hear a single fucking thing from any of their viewers that say, oh, this, this news outlet is telling li lies. Your news outlet told you lies and you still fucking watch it. You moron. What's, what's wrong with you? Who has hurt you enough that 
the people lying to you tell you that that you just got lied to and you go, eh, whatever, it's cool. What? And I know I know it's hard for people to accept they've been lied to. I think it's even harder for people to verbally say it. Hey, I was duped. I remember when I said the election was stolen. It wasn't. I thought it was. Man, they, they, they got me good. It's insane. And the other thing that the other thing that irritates me bothers me is when people look at the orange baby and they say, well, we just have different political views. No. I want to make something very, 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 very clear. If you support the orange baby, the orange dumb fucking pussy, if you support him, You are very un-American. You, I don't want to hear shit about your opinion ever again. Why? I'll tell you why. This isn't a difference of opinion. This is a person who didn't like the results of an election to the point where he was okay with sending his supporters to over throw the government. Did you hear what I said? What president or what presidential candidate do you know that you can name that didn't like the results and said, "Why don't we uh why don't we try to overthrow the government so that I can stay president and or I can become president?" Who do you know? Who do you know that's done that? I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in my lifetime. Let's 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 play this game. What if Well, what you're telling me, this is what these supporters for this dumb fuck. This is what what I can take from them saying that 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 they still support him and and they're okay with it. That means if Joe Biden loses this upcoming presidential election, it's okay that he does everything in his power to stay president, right? You're cool with it because your guy tried doing it and he failed. But you were okay with it. But is it because it would be a Democrat that you guys would lose your fucking mind? Or can we do the same thing that you dumb fucks do? It's just different political, different difference of political opinions. Because if you're cool with him doing it, that means you're cool with anybody doing it, right? Or you're not. The only person you're cool with having that, or the only person you're cool with doing that is the person you vote for. If the person has an R next to their name. And if you're cool with that, you you are a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Because what you're telling me is you don't care about what happens to this country. 
you don't care if the country goes into chaos as long as your guy gets elected or stays in power you're fine with it as an american i wouldn't want that i wouldn't i don't want joe biden to stay president just because he well i can't i got to i got to lie and i got to stay in power i don't want that shit if if the person that i support lost well they fucking lost it sucks but they lost when it comes to sports do we go oh i didn't like that my team lost oh the other team cheated oh well there should be another game because well, you know, my team actually won. No, your team fucking lost. Your team fucking lost. Stop being a pussy. Stop being a pussy. Get your fucking finger out of your asshole. And accept, Well, my guy lost. Why? Because he didn't do what he needed to do. And for people to just, like I said, still talk about him as if he's just another candidate another former president, mind-boggling. This guy tried to overthrow the fucking government. He's an enemy of the state. There's, there's, there's audio of him calling Atlanta, or, uh, Georgia. Who was it, the, the, the governor? I think the governor of Georgia? Hey, I need you to find this many votes. You know, you know what that's called? That's called cheating. Not only is it cheating, it's a crime. And you guys, again, if you support him, you're just like, oh, that's, that's cool, whatever. Because I bet you that if... Watch, watch. Ready for this one? I bet you if Obama did that, you guys would be losing your fucking minds. Yeah. I bet you if Biden were to do that, you would be losing your fucking minds. <sighs> but again, because it's your guy, you're like, mm. no, I, I don't. First off, I don't know how that guy is not in fucking jail by now. I don't understand it. That shows you that. Our legal system is fucked. Because that, that in itself, I mean, that should be disqualifying, but. <sighs> yeah. I think that's where I'm going to leave you guys. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, share, and subscribe and tell everybody you know to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. And I'll see you next week.